The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. The angel Gabriel was sent from God to a town of Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man named Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, he said, Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at what was said and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give him the throne of David his father, and he will rule over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. But Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I have no relations with a man? And the angel said to her in reply, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month for her who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible for God. Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Okay, we're, we're in our immediate preparations, yeah, for, uh, for Christmas. Even though the, you know, the passage is, what, uh, nine months prior to the birth of Jesus, what do we have, less than nine hours probably? I mean, we're, we're right there, okay, we're right there. Uh, but we want to give, uh, of course, the, the fourth Sunday of Advent. It's due, you know, uh, it's, it's a little bit overshadowed this year. But, um, but we'll do what we can. You know, I think there are any number of... Um, uh, themes that that continue on uh, the the Advent lessons that that we that we've been hearing this uh, this season. Uh, the one, uh, say first and foremost, is um, is kingship, the kingship of Jesus, and it's a significant theme I think for us to cultivate, you know, year round. Um, but certainly, Advent is is dedicated uh, to to that theme, and of course. Christmas, as as you uh, as even as you get into the the Christmas hymns, the the traditional Christmas hymns, you're going to hear the theme of kingship repeated over and over, and it's uh, it's simply one of those. But it's a perennial theme because uh, you know we need to hear that. We need to hear that uh, Jesus is uh, is the Lord, uh, and he's not on, you know he's not only the the King of the Jews, uh, but he is the Lord of all nations. And he is the rightful ruler of, of every human heart. Now, how that how that comes to be, I think, is some of the some of the beauty of the unfolding of um, Advent and and Christmas themes, and the question of you know why is it that God goes goes about it in that way, right? Why is it that God establishes His kingdom, or why why is Jesus's kingship look like that? I think those are those are great questions for us to ponder uh, in order to have some kind of um, depth-filled experience of, of the seasons that, that we're celebrating. So, we, yeah, we have kingship here, um, you know, say to, to pluck a piece out, right? Of his kingdom, there will be no end, right? Of Jesus' kingdom, there will be no end. That kingdom, that has already been inaugurated, right? And especially on Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Advent, what is it that we celebrate on Sunday? But Jesus' victory over death and the inauguration of the kingdom of God, 
and we can say the inauguration of the kingdom of God in power and glory, we see revealed to us on the cross the, the glory of, of God, right? The glory of God who, in this sense, and this is one of, one of my Advent themes uh, this year, who it's not only that he did not despise poverty, but that he embraced poverty and, in fact, you know, harnessed the poor in, in I don't know, the, the most marvelous ways for the advancing of his kingdom. And so when we look at the cross, we see the, the poverty of God, but we see his glory there. What do I mean by that? I mean uh, really simply that, you know, God, this is uh, what we see in front of us is, is the depiction par excellence of God being totally for the other, right? God is total outpouring of self. And I think this is where we see that dynamic interplay between you know, self-gift and poverty, and we see it play out for us in, this, in the scriptures as well, right? It's, it's often those who, who have very little to give who give it all, and those who have a lot are all very tempted to keep a whole bunch for themselves. Do you know this is, this is just the way it is? And so we want to cultivate also spirit, the spirit of poverty, Say, in order to be able to dedicate ourselves whole and entire to God and His purposes, because that's that's what advances, you know, um, in in again a, a, an incredible way, in a marvelous way, the uh, the plan of God. We see, we see it in the characters in in this particular scene, um, especially. Another another theme I think that's important that emerges from from the readings today is that of God taking the initiative even when we are inspired to take the initiative for him, right? and when we're giving our all, just as David in, in the first reading is, is giving it his all, he wants to build a house for God. Right? That is a, it's a really a great, a, go, a good, beautiful desire for him to, uh, you know, this, this act of, of dedication of, of the kingdom right, of Israel to God in the building of, of God, this, this place in which he, he dwells among his people, right? How important that is. So David's getting it, he's getting it all right there, which is not a given with David, but he's giving it, he's got it there. His, his heart of dedication is, is on display there. And then we see the prophet Nathan come and say, actually, no, you won't, you won't build a house for God. God will build a house for you, right? God is taking the initiative, so your kingdom, your house will endure for, for all ages. God is taking the initiative. And there's, some, there's an interplay there, right, between the, the lofty dreams that we have for the advancing of God's kingdom, right, the, to, to imagine with God all the great things that I can do out of love for him in the world, right, all the things that I can do to, to advance his plan and purposes, but then really he's the one who's doing it. Yeah, he's the one who's who's inspiring, and you know any idea, and certainly any kind of um, idea that that aligns with wisdom. You know, he's inspiring in us, but he's also then giving us the, the strength we need to accomplish that feat and to do it in the in the right way. I say the right way, but what I mean is to do it out of love, right? Because the um, the coming of the kingdom of God depends on the the total dedication of people to God, hearts alive with. God's own self, God's life of self-giving love, right? Hearts alive with charity that then are making flesh the works of charity. 
And so this is how, the, again, the, the kingdom of God is advanced. But God is taking the initiative there. And he's the one who's breathing his life into us. Right here at the altar, he's, he's nourishing us. He's sustaining us with his own body and blood. Yeah, so that we can have the, the life and love of God coursing through our veins. And we can bring his love to life wherever we are. Okay, so we have that, again, this, this great theme. And of course, it's the same, it's the same theme here in, as we get to the gospel. God is taking the initiative. Right, it's not, uh, and look, we can say well, Mary is brilliant, okay, but it's, a, it's not her brilliance that, that saves the day. It's, it's uh, God's election, right? It's, it's God's choosing of Mary, his humble and poor handmaid, right? Who then gives him everything in return because she's receiving everything, right? She knows the great gift of God that is, that is hers, and she's returning love for love, that this is the only response to love, right? The only worthy response to love is love. And, and Mary is doing that in the dedication of, of herself. And then we see, okay, the, um, uh, you will conceive in your womb. He will be great. Uh, let me see. I want to go back. Sorry. Uh, let me see. Yeah, sorry. In reply to her question. The Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you, right? The power, the power of heaven, yeah? The power that, that no power on earth can compete with, yeah? The power of heaven, the power of God's own life of love will be at work in her. The Holy Spirit will overshadow her. So God at work within and God preparing the way outside. This sets the stage for, for the great things that we cannot accomplish on our own. And even in our poverty and weakness, I should say, sorry, especially in our poverty. Yeah, so we can't say, we know ourselves to be impoverished in any number of ways. We oftentimes want to hide that, run away from it. You know, we don't like, we don't like pain, we don't like poverty, we don't, right? we don't like lack, we don't like, okay. Instead of pushing it all away, want to hold it as the treasure that it is in front of God. The God who transforms our poverty and pain into his own life of fullness right as we, as we exchange ourselves whole and entire for for his uh, for his life and for his heart so here god doing doing more than than we can even imagine both in us and through us awaiting for for our word right awaiting our yes our yes of total dedication to him the excited utterance yeah, of, of our surrendering ourselves to him and then living with his strength the life of great and costly love that he's called us to, right? So we can praise God with everything we've got. And that same heart of praise uh, is, is dedicated to God. Living in his service means that our whole life can be an outpouring of self for the advancing of his kingdom and for his glory. And, and the hinge for it all is Mary's yes, which becomes our yes today. Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done to me according to your word.